Hi, this is Egypt of Way Beyond Me. In this power part, this is the year of all things new. The past events we should have outgrew. To ourselves only, we must be true in this blessed year of 2022. Good afternoon. I had a couple of topics that is um, that I wanted to speak of today, and it all blends in together, but at the same time, it's separate. So I know that sounds kind of weird, but let me just get right into it. What I wanted to talk about today is three particular subject matters that affect all of us, have affected us, or are probably affecting us now, and they are attachments, triggers, and then the final one is detachment. And there are certain types of attachments that we have, and I think all of us have experienced uh, being attached to someone or something or someone being attached to uh, to us. To me, um, there there's so many different types. Now, when you do research, they'll say there's just four, maybe five types of detachment, of, sorry, of attachments, but I feel there's more, there's attachment of control, there is physical attachment, there's financial attachment that, you know, when you want financial security, there's fear, there's fearful attachment, which I feel is a weakness. There's mental dependency attachment, emotional attachment, that's big which is means you're very insecure. There's um it brings bondage and there's ungodly soul ties. And with attachments, I think a, an attachment is the worst thing we can have towards something or someone. And some people call it love, but to me it's conditional. It's conditional because emotional like let's say emotional attachment it causes blindness because you don't see what's really happening. You, you People are going by what they feel and a person's um, decisions and choices are distorted. Your vision, clarity, and choices become unclear. And as you, you think you're, you're connecting with feelings, but you're disconnecting with proper decisions and choices and what's best for you when you're under emotional attachment. Now, physical attachment is like when you just, when, like I say, if you live together with someone and they always have to be around, you always, ha- always have to see them, know where they know what's going on with them, or they know what's going on with you. You, you just with them all the time or not letting them breathe. It can go either way. The person can be that way with you. You have to have them physically in your life. You know, you have to every day with them and always know what's going on. Always know what's up. Always following, calling, hawking them, texting them, not letting a person breathe. Then there's that financial attachment to where somebody's paying your bills. And a lot of um, women that mess with married men, they have that attachment. They have that financial attachment or somebody, they meet someone who's married and they help them with their bills and like, if you get a sugar daddy, they help you pay your bills. And, uh, that's, that's an attachment 
when you're fearful, when you fear somebody's going to leave you, when you fear that they're going to move on or, or they're going to, they have a career and their career is going to blow up past yours, or they're doing something more than what you're doing. You fearful that they're going to leave you, not you per se. I'm not talking about anybody in particular, but if it applies to you, go ahead and apply it. Cause you can learn from this, but there's that fear of a person separating from you. Okay. They don't want me anymore. Let's say if you change your way you look, you've gained weight or anything, you just fear for they're going to leave you because you've changed, um, in some kind of way that they may not be attracted to you anymore. Then there's that mental dependency. You mentally attach to them because whatever they say you do, whatever, whatever they want to figure out, you, you go along with it. You're so attached to them. It's like you lose your own way of thinking, your own self-esteem, you know, your, your, your own importance because you're so busy trying to, um, go along with what the person's thinking. Because that's usually empath person that has a lot of empathy. They get connected to someone who's a narcissist and the narcissist is very capable of, uh, um, making the person who's empathetic attached to them in such a way that they totally control their thinking. They control what they're doing. They, they do this, uh, um, they, they try to control what they're thinking and make you seem like you're crazy and that you don't have a mind of your own and, and what they're saying is true. What you're saying doesn't even matter. So they do that a lot. Uh, it's called gaslighting. A lot of, uh, mental, um, manipulation is done when you're attached to somebody or when they are attached to you. There's, there's that, that, like I said, that emotional insecurity and you really get, end up being in bondage. And a lot of people have ungodly soul ties. And to me, it's all controlling because let's say if you have a boyfriend or a wife or a husband or associate or a partner and if they want to leave or they want to do something different with their life, you just go off the deep end because they want to do something different with their life, which may include leaving you, which may include not, not including, it may include not including you. It may include just, just they just want to do something different from what you two have been doing. Maybe they are obtain different friendships, different relationships. You feel left out because you're so attached to them. People call that love. It's not love, people. It's not love because love liberates. Love is secure. Love is a surety. You love that person, they love you. Not that mushy kind of crying kind of love, like, oh my God, I'm so in love with you. Love is when you see that if you want the best for that person, you're willing to allow that person to do what's best for them, even though that does not include you. you what's best for them might be leaving you or what's best for you might be leaving them. If you love somebody, you will allow them to go ahead and leave and do because love liberates. If you really love someone and they feel that they want to do something different, want to move on to a, a different place in their life, God may be calling them to do something different or something like that. If that does not include you to go on their journey. You bid them farewell, you bless them and you keep it moving. But if you go through any emotional changes, like, Oh my God, I'm gonna kill myself. Oh my God, I'm going to cut myself. I'm, I'm going to cut my hair off. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to kill you. Or, I mean, people get that drastic when they're attached. That's not love. That is far from love. Love liberates. Love allows love, love. Let you love somebody so much. Okay. I can't, 
um, I can't help make you happy. I I don't bring joy to you because I'm so dysfunctional. So you're doing what's best for you, which means leaving me. I love you so much. I want the best for you too. So if leaving me is the best for you, then go ahead and leave. That takes a tremendous amount of maturity and self-love and self-evaluation and self-reflection. It takes a tremendous amount of putting on big girl panties and big boy boxers. When you feel that way and you could get to that place where you're letting somebody go, you know, you ain't good for them. You know, you ain't, you, you're not doing right by them. So when they want to leave, let them go so they can find what they're looking for. That takes a tremendous amount of being mature and you really love somebody. If you can allow them to go ahead and detach, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about too. But that, that attachment is very volatile, very toxic because people tend to think when you're attached to somebody that you love them. No, that's attachment. That's all that is. If uh, you separate from them any amount of time, emotionally or uh, mentally or even physically, and your, your feelings are wound up and you're stressed out and you're like, oh my God, you know, if you're going through any emotional disturbances, then that means you are attached to them. You're not in love with them. You do not love them. You are attached. That is, um, that's a self-esteem issue. You have low self-esteem. Your vibrational frequency is very, very low. Get yourself together because that person, and then, then you end up smothering the person or they end up smothering you because they're so attached and they need you to function. They need you. That means anything they say or do or any actions that they take is going to affect you. And that means you're going to react in a way that's very dysfunctional and toxic because you're depending on their actions and their, how they think and how they feel. You're depending on them in order for you to think and, and do and be and behave a certain way. That is surely attachment. And it's very uh, dysfunctional and very negative. That's a negative emotion. It's not love. Okay. The next one I wanted to talk about is triggers. We all have them. We, I, and I know I'm working on some of mine that I still have. Tri- there's, there's different types of triggers. There are a trigger. If you don't, if no one knows what that is, of some people may not know what that is. A trigger is, um, a situation that comes up that you immediately respond, not even respond. You react to it. Uh, somebody can say something, do something, and you can just, if you change the way you are feeling from one second to the next because of somebody else or because of something else, then, or someone's behavior or how, what they say, what they do, same thing, then that means you're triggered and that, and you you will react a, a particular way if they did something. So there are emotional triggers, there's mental triggers, there's physical triggers there. Uh, and, and it makes you react instead of respond. And what a trigger does, a trigger is something in the past. That means you're living in the past. It's something from a past trauma because something happened before and you haven't let it go. You haven't detached from it. You, you haven't let it go. It's still somewhere in your subconscious mind. It's somewhere living inside of your mindset. And then if somebody say a certain thing or do a certain thing that, that, re, that reminds you of that thing that happened in the past, you're triggered. And then you, you're going to usually 
react the same way you reacted before or even worse. When somebody triggers you, let's say if, if somebody, um, I'm thinking, thinking of a, a scenario as somebody, um, let's say if you went through a breakup, a terrible breakup, and then you, um, you think you're over it. You think that everything's cool. And then you see your ex with somebody else. So, something that maybe you and that you've been trying to get the ex to do with you and the ex would never do with you. But then you see the ex somewhere holding hands in the park with someone else. When, when they went with you, they didn't never want to show affection in public. They never want to hold your hand or show affection. But then you see somebody, you see your ex hugged up with, um, their new partner. That's a trigger. That can be a trigger. And if you feel some type of way about that, if that bothers you in any type of way, then, and then you respond to it in, um, somewhere physical or even in your mindset, if your emotions change in any kind of way, you might do something, you might say something, you might, uh, uh, I don't know, react a certain way. If you change your mindset in any type of way, then you have been triggered. That's what that is. It triggers means it's like, some, uh, something outside of you has control over you in so much so that what they say, do, or, um, whatever the circumstances may be, it'll remind you of something from the before, from the past, and it controls you enough. It's been laying dormant in your mind. And then as soon as it reminds you of that past trauma, there you go. You reacting again. That's triggers. And a lot of us have them. And sometimes you may not have put it in a word that it, that is a word that is so negative. Trigger is a negative word. It's not, it's nothing to be proud of. It's nothing that you say, Oh, I was triggered. And I did this. When you're triggered, that means something forced you to feel a different way than what you're feeling now. Something has so much control over you that it'll make you behave a certain way because they did a certain thing. Then now you're doing a certain thing. That's a trigger. They have total control over you, over your emotions, over your mindset. And that means you cannot control how you behave. You, they, they, they're able to manipulate you in certain ways that they can get you to do certain things. Now people, you don't have to, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be you uh, separate from anybody. You can be living right in the same house. You know how they that old saying that people say, "Oh, you push my buttons." No, um, you allow them to push your buttons. You you allow the person to control you that they can push a button. A person shouldn't have to have that much control over you. If they say something, that's them saying it. That's how they feel. That's their opinion. If you respond not respond. If you react to it in a negative way, any kind of way you have been triggered. And then you, you're going to this particular mindset. Let's say if something makes you sad, then you're going to a sadness. You'll, you'll go back in the past, pick up something from the past that made you sad. And then you live off that and you dwell on that until somebody else come along and do or say something to make you feel a different way. It's like, it's like you're a puppet and you have all these puppet masters around you, picking up your strings, pulling you this way, directing you that way, making you bounce, making you go down, making you go sideways, in and out, all in your mind. Instead of just being strong and thinking how you think and feeling how you think, people are able to trigger you or you are able to trigger others. Some people do it. Just to, just to see how a person is going to react towards them. They'll say a certain thing. If, if you know that a certain, 
if you say a certain thing or act a certain way and somebody's you, and somebody don't like it or they're going to respond a certain way, some people do it on purpose just to see your triggers. And they are um, they're very volatile, also very negative, also very toxic when someone's able to trigger you into a different mindset, a different way of being. So we have to really work on that and learn how to, and, and it's like, I don't know, it, it's, it's such a, such a controlling, um, dysfunctional way to be, to, to actually trigger someone on purpose or to be triggered. Now, sometimes we can trigger someone, but it's not on purpose. Some like like I said, their their feelings. You don't know what they're feeling. You're not inside their mind. You know we're not in each other's mindset. We're we're not the supervisor. Some how somebody think. Sometimes if we say or do a certain thing, a person get triggered. How are we gonna know that if we're not doing it on purpose? If if we will say something, do something, or or um, just feel a certain way, or a person gets triggered and go off on you, or cuss at you, or all of a sudden get depressed all of a sudden get sad, all of a sudden get indifferent. It's like, how in the world did I know that triggered you? If I, if I, I told you something that happened with me or something that maybe if I'm excited about something in my life and I want to share, that might trigger somebody into depression because they're not living up to their own expectations. And usually when you're sad or going through anything, it's because your expectations has let you down. You, you, you have a certain expectation about what things should be. And when you are um, attached, you, you, you have a certain expectation. So when they do not, when a person or yourself do not live up to your expectation, that's something that you created in your own head. If they don't live up to that, then you get sad, then you get angry, then you get depressed, then you get um, fearful, then you get that. You, so many emotions that get attached to it. And that's because we have um, um, unrealistic expectations of, of people or ourselves. Now, you know, let's say, here's one. This is so obvious. Oh, I want to be a, you, you say, I want to be a doctor. You're not going to school. You haven't even finished high school. You barely finished elementary school, but you're saying you want to be a doctor and you're going to be a doctor. The only way you're going to be a doctor is if you go back to school. There's no way you can become a doctor and not go to school. That is a um, unrealistic expectation. Let's say if you don't like school at all, you're not trying to, you're not feeling school, but you want to be a particular thing. Um, or if you want to go on a trip, you're not making no effort to make, you haven't made any re reservations. You haven't paid any deposits or you want to buy a car. You haven't gone to even look for a car. You don't have a down payment for a car. You, you, you have nothing connected to the fact that you want these things. Those are unrealistic expectations. And we do that to ourselves and to other people. So when it doesn't live up to the expectation that you have for the person or yourself, you get mad, depressed, angry, you start feeling some type of way and it, it's all coming from you. So that's what attachment is. And that's what triggers are. It, they're very negative, very dysfunctional. Um, and it's, it's volatile and it, it keeps you down. It keeps you on a low frequency. It keeps you below what, if you have standards, it keeps you below standard. It really does because you're able to be that controlled by outside circumstances. When all you have to do is go inside yourself, go inside yourself and look at 
how things really are, not what you expect them to be, not what you think they should be, not what you hope they should be. Um, look at how the, it is. And then that's when the changes can be made. When you see what it is and come out of victim mode and you go into acceptance mode, then you'll say, okay, I'm, I'm getting ready. You're, 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 you're leading, um, your way to that. The last one I want to talk about, which is detachment. It is, um, a detachment is when you're not attached to anything. And when I say that, please understand, I don't mean that when you detach, you're indifferent. You don't care about people. You're just like, so you're off on an island by yourself. You don't, you don't want to have no, nothing to do with anybody. You don't want to be bothered with nothing or nobody. You're by yourself. You don't care. You, you, you mean and honorary and selfish, not detachment like that. This is a healthy detachment. Um, a detachment is like when you're not triggered by anything, when you stay calm, when you stay humble, when you stay, uh, collected in your own thoughts and your own feelings. When you allow somebody to do what they do, to be who they are, not judge them, not condemn them, not criti uh, criticize and ridicule them. You just allow them to be who they are without getting sucked into their drama, without getting sucked into their energy. I mean, somebody got to stay with a sober mind. If everybody's drunk, if everybody's drunk, you go out, have a party. Who's going to drive home? Who's going to get everybody home safe? Somebody out of the bunch has to stay with a sober mind. Somebody has to be wise. Somebody has to make the right decisions if you're in a group. So um, there's freedom when you are detached. It's liberating. It, it gives you freedom. You allow people to be who they are without you getting into their drama, without you feeling what they feel. And when you're detached, you're in the present moment. It's like, cause you're looking at the situation and you're like, nope, I'm not going there with you. Let's say if you're walking down the street and, um, like, let's say something happened in, in, in the street, right. And, and, um, there's a shootout or something like that. And then all of you, you're walking with somebody, everybody want to run and go towards the, uh, the, the mess, go towards where the, where the shooting goes. You're like, not, I am not going there with y'all. Y'all want to see what's going on? I'll see it on CNN or whatever. I'm going this way. I'm not. They're like, well, girl, there's a fight over there. It's this going on over here. It's look what's happening over here. Let's go. No, I, I love y'all. I'll talk to y'all later. You know, you detach from the situation. You don't have to get sucked in. Um, and it's, it, it puts you at a higher, uh, vibrational frequency. It puts you, not that you're thinking yourself higher than the next person, but you'll have a sensible mindset. You, 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 you know, you, you have wisdom because if you fall into a, a dog or a hole of, let's say not even a hole, if somebody fall into depression and somebody fall into a sadness, let's say if, if God forbid somebody in your family pass away or, or somebody comes sick or somebody just something happened that you just makes you so sad, then why would, why would I get sad with you? The last thing you need is for me to be sad too. I have empathy. I can you know, accept that's that there's that acceptance where I accept that you feel that way. I feel bad, you know, for you, but I'm not going to be feel bad with you. That's the difference. I can feel bad for you and I can pray. I can help you if you need comforting. I can give you the right thing, words to say. I can, um, walk with you and talk with you, but I can't walk for you. I'm not going to be, um, 
sucked into the feelings that you have. If you're feeling sad, I'm not going to feel sad. That's you feeling that way. I don't feel that way. I'm like, I'm happy. I feel good about myself. I feel good about my situation. I feel good about my life. Why would I turn? um, Because if I did that, that means I have attachment, what I just talked about. So whatever you're feeling, whatever person is feeling, you don't have to feel that you can have empathy. You can kind of understand, but you don't have to change your way of feeling because they feel a certain way. If somebody angry, if you're in a job, right? And let's say the job, you're in the same job with the same people. And then they, uh, let's say they, oh no, close down or, or don't, okay. Don't, they don't pay anybody overtime. Everybody's mad. They don't give nobody, they don't give people their money or no bonuses or something like that. And everybody pissed off, angry at the boss. Meanwhile, the boss is doing their thing. And why would I get mad? Cause everybody else mad. What can I do about it for real? I mean, what, what is it that being angry because everybody else is angry, being sad because every nobody's being sensible. You're not able to reason. How about finding out what happened before you change your emotion about it? Once you get an understanding, in the Bible it says, in all that get, get, get um, wisdom, knowledge, but in all that getting to get understanding. Once you can understand um, the situation, there's no need to change your feeling about it. If you understand why a person is angry or if you understand why they're depressed or you understand why they're sad, that helps you better pray for them or be there for them. You know, be that comfort for them. Be the total opposite. If they're angry, you be happy. Some of your, your, your strongest, the positive feelings and emotions are stronger than the negatives. But a lot of times we tend to make the negatives stronger. Let's say if somebody's come at me or come in my shop and they're feeling some type of way and I'm upbeat and happy and stuff like that. My, my emotions, my, the way I feel is going to change, uh, the trajectory of the atmosphere. Whereas the person is going to start feeling good. It happened to me yesterday. I'll give a example. I had a client that came in my shop yesterday. She was feeling some type of way. We were talking and she was saying she was tired of, you know, um, feeling a certain type of way. And she cried and, and things like that and felt real bad. And I felt, I felt sad for her, but I didn't feel sad with her because I was feeling good. I mean, I was feeling good about me. I have felt that way that she felt at one time or two. So I understand the feeling of it. I know what that feels like, but at that present moment, I wasn't feeling like that. I wasn't feeling depressed, sad, overwhelmed. Um, I, I really wasn't. So I talked to her. I didn't beat her in the head with a Bible either. I didn't beat her in the head with scriptures, but she knows God. So we talked about God and we talked about praising and worshiping. And we, we talked about the good thing, the goodness of Jesus. And we talked about being happy times. And I give, gave her some examples of good times with me. And I, I, by the time we talked, by the time she was leaving and she only came to my shop for one thing, but we talked so well, I stopped and gave her my time and we talked and she said, Egypt, she said, you know, I, she said, when I came in here, I was feeling so down. She said, I don't even feel that way anymore. I feel so good. Thank you so much for taking the time with me and talk to me. My situation is still the same, but I don't see it the same. I just, you know, I have you know, good feelings about it. I just feel so good. She said, thank you. Now I just feel wonderful and at peace. And so she left. And so that indicate to me that that was an indication to me that my energy, 
was so positive that it was able to bring her into a positive place. That's what detachment does. It doesn't sit there and say, woe is me. Girl, I know how you feel. Girl, I remember this time this happened to me and I was all there. And then we sitting there like um, talking about bad times and getting depressed together. She didn't need that from me. She needed encouragement from me. So she needed me to help lift her up by my positivity, by things that are happening good in my life, that how I feel at the present moment, that's what she needed. She didn't need me, need me to sit there and be woe was me because she was already feeling like that. So then what happens is if, if, if a person feels sad and feel like, woe is me, oh my God, I'm going through this, and then I'm like that, then I'm giving her more of my depression too because if I get depressed and sad over her depression and her or him, I'm talking about men or women. If I, I'll say someone, if I get, if I change how I feel and get depressed or sad or feel some type of way, angry or whatever, fearful over somebody else's feeling. And I turn myself into being sad or the, the same feeling. That means not only is she feeling sadness from her original feeling, she taking on mine too. Cause now I'm feeling that way and it's double. So you see how crazy that is to be attached. You see how wonderful it is to be detached. Doesn't mean destructive. Doesn't mean you're indifferent. It means that you're not being sucked into what they're feeling, especially when it's negative. You know, I, I, somewhere on one of the uh, movies, I think it was Cicely Tyson and she played a mother. I, um, um, I think it was diary of a, uh, I think it was diary of a mad black woman when, um, the, the character when her husband put her out and everything and her mother was in a nursing home and then she went to the nursing home and she was like, Ma, I can't live without him and uh, whatever. And, and, you know, she was like, you know, um, she was, she gave her uh, advice. I don't know if it was then at the nursing home or later on they were having dinner or something like that. But anyway, Cicely Tyson advised her. her Kimberly Elise was the character that her husband put her out and everything. Yeah, Diary of a Mad Black Woman by Tyler Perry. Okay. She says something so profound, and I always remember remembered it. She says, people can't make me happy, and people can't make me sad. And I always remember that because that is so absolutely true. A person is not supposed to be able to trigger you or be so attached to you or anything like that to where you're changing how you feel. If you're sad, you're sad. Own it. That's how you feel. But... We're not, we're put it like this. A person can make you happy, but that's, that's something that you already have had to have. So if a, if a person is able to change how you feel, um, they control you. But because see, the thing is sometimes people are fickle. They love you today and hate your guts tomorrow. They're, they're for you today and they're jealous of you and envious of you tomorrow. So, that, so they shouldn't be able to have that much power over you where they can make you happy or sad. They can kind of pull you out of your dilemma. They can pull you out of your mindset, pull you, give you a different way of thinking. But it's up to you ultimately to make yourself happy. It's up to you ultimately to make yourself joyful, you know, with the help of God, of course. You know, never forget Jesus, never forget him because he is the center of everything. What I'm saying is when a, you, you talk to a person, if your dependence is based on a person's feeling, how they act, how they do, you will always be sad. You will always have some issues and some drama in your life if you're, if you're depending on a person to 
make things for you. Nobody can make you do anything. It's, it, it's got to be already in you. If, if I'm happy, it's because I'm already happy. Not because I got a job, not because I got money, not because I got people that love me, not because I have a boyfriend or a husband, not because I have this and have that. If I'm happy, it's because I'm happy. Now, if I'm sad, it's because I'm sad. And it, it shouldn't be because somebody made me sad or they said something to me or they did something to me or they, they feel a certain way or they left me or they whatever. It shouldn't be from that. Whatever I have inside, that's what comes out. So if you are sad, that's because that's what's in you. If somebody squeezes you, you're not going to get happiness out of there because that's not what's in you. So what you have to do is trade off. Trade off the happiness. Trade off the um, sadness with happy. Trade off, you know, Get start feeling good about yourself. Start looking at yourself how God sees you, fearfully and wonderfully made. Start looking at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, you are worthy. You are um, um you're important. You know, you are, you're a breath of fresh air. You are happy. You are favored. You are chosen. You have to see yourself as God sees you. If you don't, you're not going to find it in anybody else. Cause there's no, people get tired of that. People get tired of uplifting and trying to encourage, you know, um, trying to feed your ego. And that's all that is feeding somebody's ego. They're trying to feed their own ego. Everybody is trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents themselves. So one day, that's why when I used to work in a nursing home, I used to work in a nursing home and, um, I would come in and I said, I treated everybody the same. I did when I gave my baths and I, um, talked to them. And the reason why I did that, I had my favorites, but I didn't treat them as though they were my favorite. I treated them like I treated everybody else. Reason being is because some days I came in there and I didn't feel like doing the extra. So let's say, if I'm used to doing extra to my favorites, then they're going to expect that from me when I walk in the door. They're going to want that same treatment. Not that I treated anybody bad, but to go above and beyond. I did, I did everybody the same. I treated everybody good. So I didn't do, like they say, you're doing the most. My, my famous saying is you're doing too much. I didn't do too much because one day, sometimes I didn't feel like being bothered. And I didn't want to have to go through the running through the rings or trying to do extra when I don't want to. So what I'm saying is sometimes people don't want to be bothered with all your, all the drama or somebody else's drama. I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your problems because I got some of my own. So that's why it's better to just detach. That way you keep, you keep your own mindset, let them keep their own mindset and everybody just try to work out your own situation. You know, the, the, the scripture says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You got to work out your own situation. Yes, sometimes people can help you. And yes, you can help others too. But when you totally depend on them by attaching to them and then getting triggered, you're never going to find what you're looking for in them. And they're never going to find it for themselves in you if they're attached to you or if they're triggered by you. The best way to be with someone is detached. That way you can step outside of their situation and be objective and look at the situation with a clear mind, not full of emotions and drama and and opinions and criticism and judgments, not looking at through that. Just look out, step outside the situation and look at it from a distance and see. And if it affects you in any kind of way, go the opposite way. Just tell them no. Not today. Pray for him and keep moving. Well, anyway, I I really hope that helps someone that might be slightly different from what I normally my my format. But you know what? Whatever. Um, I just thought that was those topics were very important, and 
I hope that has helped someone. It, it helps me a lot. And I just think about it and it's like, um, we, we just have to do better to, to bring happiness. Don't attach, you know, like, um, um, what's his, I forgot his name. Oh my goodness. But he said, be, um, open-minded to everything. Um, Wayne Dyer said it. I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to give credit where credit is due. Wayne Dyer said, be open to everything, but attached to nothing. And that's real. That's true. Be open-minded. You know, don't be all criticized and judgmental. Be open-minded. He said, be open to everything but attached to nothing. And I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, anyway, y'all have a wonderful day. I hope that helps somebody. Until the next time we meet on Way Beyond Me, the power part that reaches and teaches. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day. And I will see you on the next podcast. Take care. I love you. Thank you so much for listening and considering what was spoken. I don't take your time for granted, so I will not waste it. I do appreciate you spending a few moments with me. Until next time on Way Beyond Me, this is Egypt. Stay well and be at peace.